All right, this is my fourth attempt at recording this. It is uh, Monday, March 8th, 2021. Let's just get to it. The title of this message is COVID-19 RNA-based vaccines and the risk of prion disease. This was a research article I came across uh, not too long ago. Somebody actually had it posted to their uh, Twitter account and uh, I'm floored. I'm absolutely fucking floored. Um, I'm surprised in addition to the fact that I'm actually fucking scared to see this. Uh, Microbiology and Infectious Diseases. This is a publication, a research article, like I said. Uh, It was uh, received, I guess this was uh, received by, I don't know, Correspondence, J. Bart Classen, M.D. Classen, Immunotherapies, Inc. Manchester, Maryland. Um, I'm going to have to fucking record this again. So I'm just I'm just having a rough time right now getting through uh, this reading. This is my my fourth attempt to record this. It was received December twenty seventh, twenty twenty. It was accepted eighteenth of January, twenty twenty one. That's not really important, but okay. I already said this is a research article regarding microbiology and infectious diseases. <sighs> All right. So prion disease. Let's define what a prion disease is to my um, listeners who are not aware what prion diseases are. And I had the page up. So we're just going to go through it again. So a prion, what I learned years and years and years ago in microbiology was a prion was an infectious protein particle. Okay. The issue with prions is they're fucking nasty. Okay. Um, you can't kill them. You can't sterilize them. You can't do nothing. They're infectious protein particles. And it's the type of shit that, let's say you're operating on a patient in the operating room and uh, it's brain surgery and it turns out that the patient has a prion disease. Well, guess what? All those instruments that they used on that patient get destroyed. They don't sanitize them, they don't sterilize them, and also the people who are in the room are, are at risk. Prion diseases are diseases such as mad cow, Crutzfield Jakob disease, okay? Um Kuru, okay? These are what's called spongiform encephalopathies. Spongiform like a sponge, right? You see sponges, they have the holes in them, and that's what these diseases do. They basically fucking create holes in your brain, and these are terminal illnesses, okay? Um, we're gonna read right here. Okay, first we're gonna read what a prion particle is. A prion particle is a pathogenic type of misfolded protein. Prions are misfolded proteins with the ability to transmit their misfolded shape onto normal variants of the same protein. They characterize several fatal and transmissible neurodegenerative diseases in humans and many other animals. It is not known what causes the normal protein to misfold, but the abnormal three-dimensional structure is suspected of conferring infectious properties, collapsing nearby protein molecules into the same shape. So it's, it's like a domino effect. Um, the word prion derives from 
proteinaceous infectious particle, end quote. The hypothesized role of a protein as an infectious agent stands in contrast to all other known infection, infectious agents such as viruses, bacteria, fungi, and parasites, all of which contain nucleic acids, all of which can be killed. You can kill a virus, you can kill a bacteria, you can kill a fungi, you can kill a parasite, but you can't fucking kill a prion. It's just an infectious protein particle. And if it gets into your brain, you're done. You're done. So let's click on prion diseases. Prion diseases, what are prion diseases? Prion diseases comprise of several conditions. A prion is a type of protein that can trigger normal proteins in the brain to fold abnormally. Now, some have speculated, some have hypothesized that Alzheimer's is a prion-based disease. But I've read research going back to the 80s that suggests that and it could be multiple. It could be multiple pathogens that cause uh, the neurodegenerative changes in Alzheimer's. Prions is one theory. Another are um, spiroshed bacteria. And uh, if you've listened to previous podcasts, I forgot which one it was. I discussed spiroshed bacteria. Those are the bacteria that are corkscrew shaped like Lyme disease that will burrow into the tissues. Okay. And uh, they're very hard to treat. When you have something like Lyme disease, it's corks. I think syphilis as well as spiroshed. Uh, you know, you're treating long-term with antibiotics, but those fuckers can borrow and hide. So um, there's, there are, there's a lot of speculation. Again, it is theorized that Alzheimer's can be caused by prion disease. And, uh, they don't know for sure. I don't know if they're cutting open Alzheimer's brains or determining this for sure. or They're even trying to fucking tell people at this point. But prions are no joke. Now... When I was a student, I remember <laughs> them telling us about uh, the operating room and blah, 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 and what they do when you have a patient that has prion disease. And I remember asking, you know, okay, I, I mean, what additional protection are staff given, you know, in the case of a suspected prion disease or... Are the staff members given any additional protection? Or is it like, you know, I mean, I kind of knew the answer was going to be no. Uh, all you have are these stupid cloth masks and your goggles and your fucking, you know, your head covering, your shoe coverings. But, okay, shit's so serious that if you cut open a brain with prions, you gotta terminally clean the room and fucking go all out and throw out the instrumentation. But what about the protection towards the staff members? Well, there's nothing, no additional protection, I was told. And you know what I told them? I told them... I won't be scrubbing in on any prion cases. I don't give a fuck if you fail me. And I never did. Okay, so types of prion diseases include... Actually, it says prion diseases are rare. Let's go back. Um, prion is a type of protein that can trigger normal proteins in the brain to fold up normally. Prion diseases can affect both human and animals. Yes, mad cow. And are sometimes spread to humans by infected meat products. I actually had a biology instructor that died of mad cow. It's crazy stuff. Uh, the most common form of prion disease that affects humans is the Crutzfeld-Jakob disease, CJD. Now, it's saying that prion diseases are rare. About 300 cases are reported each year in the U.S. That they know of. Types of prion disease include CJD. A person can inherit this condition, in which it's called familial CJD, sporadic 
CJD, on the other hand, develops suddenly without any known risk factors. And again, this is it. If a person gets diagnosed with Crutchfield Jacob or fucking Madcap, they're done. They're terminal. There's no going back. There's no go. There's no treatment for this. The, the, the treatment is death. That's it. And it's really fucked up. It's really scary. It's really sad. Um, most cases of CJD or are sporadic and tend to strike people around age 60. Acquired CJD is caused by exposure to infected tissue during a medical procedure, such as a cornea transplant. I did not know cornea transplants could do this. Wow. Symptoms of CJD quickly lead to severe disability and death. In most cases, death occurs within a year. It's just terrible. Variant CJD. This is an infectious type of the disease that is related to mad cow disease. Eating diseased meat may cause the disease in humans. The meat may cause normal human prion protein to develop abnormal. This type of disease usually affects younger people. There's variable variably protease sensitive prion pathy i've never heard of this before vpspr this is also extremely rare it is similar to cjd but the protein is less sensitive to to digestion it is more likely to strike people around age 70 who have a family history of dementia huh huh interesting gersman strausler scheinker disease gss extremely rare but occurs at an earlier age, typically around age 40. Kuru. This disease is, is seen in New Guinea. It is caused by eating human brain tissue contaminated with infectious prions. Because of increased awareness about the disease and how it is transmitted, Kuru is now rare, except for those cannibals. And the last, fatal insomnia, FI, rare hereditary disorder causing difficulty sleeping, there is also sporadic form of the disease that is not inherited. I, I don't even know. Fatal insomnia. Difficulty sleeping, but is it fatal? <laughs> All right. So it says, what causes prion disease? Prion disease occur when normal prion protein found on the surface of many cells become abnormal and clump in the brain, causing brain damage. This abnormal accu- accumulation of protein in the brain will cause me- can cause memory impairment, personality changes, and difficulties with movement. Experts still don't know a lot about prion diseases, but unfortunately, these disorders are generally fatal, like I said. Who is at risk for prion disease? Risk factors for prion disease include family history, eating meat infected by mad cow, infection from receiving contaminated corneas or from contaminated medical equipment. What are the symptoms of prion diseases? Symptoms include rapidly developing dementia, difficulty walking and changes in gait, hallucinations, muscle stiffness, confusion, fatigue, and difficulty speaking. Can you imagine? Could you imagine going through this? You know, it's just such a shameful thing because it's a death sentence. It, it's, it, there's no treatment for this. No treatment. Prion diseases are confirmed by taking a sample of brain tissue during a biopsy or after death. Healthcare providers, however, can do a number of tests tests beforehand to help diagnose prion diseases such as Crutzfeld-Jakob or to rule out other diseases with similar symptoms. Prion diseases should be considered in all people with rapidly progressive dementia. The tests include MRI, scans of the brain, samples of fluid from the spinal cord, lumbar puncture, 
electroencephalogram, which analyzes brainwaves, blood tests, neurologic and visual exams to check for nerve damage and vision loss. How are prion diseases treated? Prion diseases can't be cured, but certain medicines may help slow their progress. Medical management focuses on keeping people with these diseases as safe as com- and comfortable as possible, despite progressive and debilitating symptoms. I can't. It's just, it's all, you know, death is just, there's no dignity in death, but that's just a fucking horrible way to die, you know? Properly cleaning and sterilizing medical equipment. Mm-mm-mm. No, we throw it away these days. I don't know about properly cleaning and sterilizing. As far as I know, that shit was thrown away. Um, newer regulations that govern the handling and feeding of cows may help to prevent the spread of prion diseases. Oh, that's a whole thing about downer cows being pushed into our, our food system. Yeah, it's just ugly. Um... Living with prion diseases as prion disease progresses, people with these diseases generally help need help taking care of themselves. In some cases, they may be able to stay in their homes, but they eventually may need to move to a care facility. All right. Prion disease. Okay, so key points about prion diseases. They are rare. Symptoms can progress rapidly, requiring help with daily needs. No shit. And they are always fatal. All right. So let's get to this publication. Again, entitled COVID-19 RNA-based vaccines and the risk of prion disease. Now, I just read to you how serious prion disease is. And um, here's the abstract. Development of new vaccine technology has been plagued with problems in the past. The current RNA-based SARS-CoV-2 vaccines were approved in the U.S. using an emergency order without extensive long-term safety testing. In this paper... The Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine was evaluated for the potential to induce prion-based disease in vaccine recipients. The RNA sequence of the vaccine, as well as its spike protein target interaction, were analyzed for the potential to convert intracellular RNA binding proteins, TAR, DNA binding protein, TDP43, and fused in sarcoma, FUS, into their pathologic prion conformations. The results indicate that the vaccine RNA has specific sequences that may induce TDP43 and FUS to fold into their pathogenic prion conformations. In the current analysis of a total of 16 UG tandem repeats were identified and additional UG rich sequences were identified. Two GGA sequences were found. Potential G quadruplex sequences are possibly present, but a more sophisticated computer program is needed to verify these. Furthermore, the spike protein created by the translation of the vaccine RNA binds angiotensin-converting enzyme 2, ACE2, a zinc-containing enzyme. The interaction has the potential to increase intracellular zinc. Zinc ions have been shown to cause the transformation of TDP43 to its pathologic prion configuration. That's interesting that I'm reading this right now because I've read that excess zinc is related to dementia. Huh. The folding of TDP43 and FUS into their pathologic prion conformations is known to cause ALS, front temporal lobar degeneration, Alzheimer's disease, and other 
neurological degenerative diseases. Okay, I've never read this before, but here we are. Uh, so they're actually saying, huh. All right, so here they are admitting that Alzheimer's diseases are caused by prions. Interesting, the enclosed finding, as well as additional potential risks, leads the author to believe that regulatory approval of the RNA-based vaccines for SARS-CoV-2 was premature and that the vaccine may cause much more harm than benefit. Keywords, COVID-19 vaccines, diabetes immunity. Introduction, vaccines have been found to cause a host of chronic, late developing adverse events. Some events like type 1 diabetes may not occur until three to four years after a vaccine is administered. I am going to repeat that. Vaccines have been found to cause a host of chronic, late developing adverse events. Some adverse events like type 1 diabetes may not occur until three to four years after a vaccine is administered. How about that? All you virtue, not you, my listeners, but all the virtue signaling fucks out there who thinks it's worth putting themselves at risk for the sake of, what, averting a super flu, right? You dickheads have set yourself up for not just type 1 diabetes, but for fucking neurodegenerative... I've said this. Neurodegenerative disorder. Possible death. This is a death sentence, okay? And, and, and the fact, who, who wants... To, I mean, hey, a super flu or type 1 diabetes? I don't know. I don't know. I think that's an easy choice for me. What about you? What about you guys, my listeners, right? Right? Beat a super flu. Just take some vitamin C, man. Mega dose on some vitamin C. Mega dose on some fucking uh, niacin. Uh, prevent yourself from getting it, right? Just do what you have to do. But no, no, people would rather live in fear and put their lives at risk. Out of sheer stupidity. Sheer stupidity. Okay. So in the example of type 1 diabetes, the frequency of cases of adverse events may surpass the frequency of cases of severe infectious disease the vaccine was designed to prevent. Given that type 1 diabetes is one of only one of many immune-mediated diseases potentially caused by vaccines, only one of many immune-mediated diseases potentially caused by vaccines, chronic late-occurring adverse events are a serious public health issue. Not according to the virtue-signaling fools. Not at all. The advent of new vaccine technology creates new potential mechanisms of vaccine adverse events. For example, the first killed polio vaccine actually caused polio in recipients because the upscaled manufacturing process did not effectively kill the polio virus before it was injected into patients. RNA-based vaccines offer special risks of inducing specific adverse events. One such potential adverse event is prion-based diseases caused by activation of intrinsic proteins to form prions. I had no idea there was a connection to prions prior to reading this. I'm, I'm floored. I am blown away. A wealth of knowledge has been published on a class of RNA binding proteins shown to participating in shown to participate in causing a number of neurological diseases, including Alzheimer's disease and ALS. No shit. All right. See, I haven't been keeping up with the latest and greatest, but there's no treatment then. There's there's no treatment uh, if this is what's causing like ALS is it's untreatable. 
So the Alzheimer's disease, this is ugly, man. And how are all these people coming down with these? Where are these prions coming from? Why are all these people coming down with Alzheimer's? I, I, I lost two grandparents to Alzheimer's. Um, where did they get it from? I wonder. What, what, you know, how? How did they, how did it happen? Is it in our food supply? Like, where, where is it coming from? Um, all right, so let's go back. A wealth of knowledge has been published on a class, a class of RNA binding proteins shown to participate in causing a number of neurological diseases, including Alzheimer's and ALS. TDP43 and FUS are among the best studied of these proteins. Look at that. The Pfizer RNA-based COVID-19 vaccine was approved by the U.S. FDA under an emergency use authorization without long-term safety data. Because of concerns about the safety of this vaccine, a study was performed to determine if the vaccine could potentially induce prion-based disease. The methods. Pfizer's RNA-based vaccine against COVID-19 was evaluated for the potential to convert TDB43 and or FUS to their prion-based disease-causing states. The vaccine RNA was analyzed for the presence of sequences that can activate TDP43 and FUS. The interaction of the transcribed spike protein with its target was analyzed to determine if this action could also activate TDP43 and FUS. Results Analysis of the Pfizer vaccine against COVID-19 identified two potential risk factors for inducing prion disease in humans. Wonderful. The RNA sequence in the vaccine contains sequences believed to induce TDP43 and FUS to aggregate in their prion-based conformation, leading to the development of common neurodegenerative diseases. People are fucked. In particular, it has been shown that RNA sequences GGUA, UG-rich UG sequences, and UG-tandem repeats, and G-quadruplex sequences have increased the affinity to bind TDP43 and or FUS and may cause TDP43 or FUS to take their pathologic configurations in the cytoplasm. In the current analysis, a total of 16 UG tandem repeats were identified and additional UG rich sequences were identified. Two GG, I don't know what this symbol is. We'll just say GGA sequences were found. G quadruplex sequences are possibly present, but sophisticated computer programs are needed to verify these. The spike protein encoded by the vaccine binds angiotensin con converting enzyme 2, ACE2 inhibitors, and that was the entry point. Uh, we have ACE2 uh, receptors all over our bodies. Um, and that's where they were saying the corona, you know, the SARS-CoV-2 was entering the body. So the spike protein encoded by the vaccine binds ACE2 enzyme an enzyme which contains zinc molecules. The binding of spike protein to ACE2 has the potential to release the zinc mo molecule, okay, an ion that causes TDP43 to assume its pathologic prion transformation. I don't think I'm really going to be taking zinc anymore after reading that shit. Um, you know, some people like megadose on zinc and stuff like that. Like, I'll take a little bit of extra zinc around the time that I think I'm fighting something, but I don't, I don't make it a habit. I do know that I had a deficiency at one point in time. 
Uh, but yeah, it's not something I take on a regular basis. And uh, after reading this, I'm definitely I'll probably fucking never take it again. Discussion. There was an old saying in medicine that, quote, the cure may be worse than the disease. The phrase can be applied to vaccines. In the current paper, the concern is raised that the RNA-based COVID vaccines have the potential to cause more disease than the epidemic of COVID-19. I agree with this. The paper focuses on a novel potential adverse event mechanism causing prion disease. Like, really, which is worse? The super flu? The woo flu? Or fucking... CJ, you know, CJD, mad cow, uh, fuck, you know, ALS, Alzheimer's, which is worse? Please, anybody tell me, which is worse? This paper focused on novel, a novel potential adverse event mechanism causing Bryan disease, which could be even more common and debilitating than the viral infection the vaccine is designed to protect, protect, prevent, excuse me. While this paper focuses on one potential adverse event, there are multiple other potential fatal adverse events, as discussed below. Over the last two decades, there has been a concern among certain scientists that prions could be used as bioweapons. We are fucked. More recently, there has been a concern that ubiquitous intracellular intracellular molecules could be activated to cause prion disease, including Alzheimer's disease, ALS, and other neurodegenerative diseases. This concern originates due to the potential for misuse of research data on the mechanisms by which certain RNA-binding proteins like TDP43, FUS, and others can be activated to form disease-causing prions. The fact that this research, which could be used for bioweapons development, is funded by private organizations, including the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Ellison Medical Foundation, without national international oversight, is also a concern. This is this is really fucking mind blowing right now. I, I this is the first time where I'm reading this to you for the first time, and here we got this motherfucker, Bill Gates, again, involved, involved, in. Finding mechanisms that can activate, okay, RNA-binding proteins to cause prion disease. And this is being funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. How, you know, I really did not think that this motherfucker would have anything to do with this article, but yet, here he is again. Alright, so here's part two of the article. Um, I don't have much more to go. Um, it's just... Uh, Right, so let's let's go back a little bit to the previous para- paragraph. I, I'm just tripping over my words because I'm like bugged out right now that I'm reading this. I'm like freaked out. I'm angry. I'm just, you know, nobody likes being put in a corner. I mean, maybe some people do. I certainly don't. And uh, I'm I'm starting to feel. Maybe it's time for me to start tripping out again. I don't know. But I'm starting to feel this rage. You know, it's not annoyance. It's it's turning into a rage. And God help you, all you motherfuckers involved in this, if it turns out that this is what it's going to be. So let's just start at the beginning of the paragraph. This is under discussion. Over the last two decades, there has been a concern among certain scientists that prions can be used as bioweapons. More recently, there has been a concern that ubiquitous intracellular... I can't fucking... 
speak, intracellular molecules could be activated to cause prion disease, including Alzheimer's disease, ALS, and other neurodegenerative diseases. This concern originates due to potential for misuse of research data on the mechanisms by which certain RNA-binding proteins and others can be activated to form disease-causing prions. They can be activated. Now, if you go back to my three-part series, Welcome to the Borg, remember remember that the, uh, the lecturer was talking about how people can be seeded for later activation, right? That could attack any organ. I mean, he didn't specify prions, but uh, this would fit the bill. This could definitely fit the bill of one of the many things that they have. The potential is there. Uh, The fact that this research, which could be used for bioweapons development, is funded, again, by private organizations, including the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the Ellison Medical Foundation, without national, international oversight, is also a concern. And then I I got stuck here because I thought I, uh, I was reading in the wrong direction. In the past, for example, there were prohibitions for publishing information pertaining to construction of nuclear bombs. So I guess they're like, you know, they're publish they're publishing this research and um you know there's no restriction man published data has shown that there are several different factors that could contribute to the conversion of certain rna binding proteins and related molecules to the pathogenic states these rna binding proteins have many functions and are found in both the nucleus and the cytoplasm see a lot of people claim that the mRNA vaccine doesn't change the DNA, doesn't because it doesn't enter the nucleus, but it enters the cytoplasm, it enters the ribosomes, and it causes the ribosomes to produce a protein. Isn't that something, huh? So it doesn't have to change your DNA to destroy you from the inside out, not at all. These binding proteins have amino acid regions, binding motifs, and bind specific RNA sequences. Binding to certain RNA sequences when the proteins are in the cytoplasm is believed to cause the molecules to fold in certain ways, leading to pathologic aggregation and prion formation in the cytoplasm. The current analysis indicates Pfizer's RNA-based COVID-19 vaccine contains many of these RNA sequences that have been shown to have a high affinity for TDP43 or FUS and have the potential to induce chronic degenerative neurological diseases is perfect. Absolutely fucking perfect. Zinc binding to the RNA recognition motif of the TDP43 is another mechanism leading to formation of amyloid-like aggregations. The viral spike protein, yeah, don't OD on zinc, people. Coded by vaccine RNA sequence binds ACE2, an enzyme containing zinc molecules. This interaction has the potential to increase intracellular zinc levels, leading to prion disease. Jesus. The initial binding could be between spike proteins on the surface of the cell transferred by the vaccine and ACE2 on the surface of an adjacent cell. The resulting complex may become internalized. Alternatively, The interaction could initially take place in the cytoplasm of a cell that makes ACE2 and has been transfected with the vaccine RNA coding for the spike protein. The interaction is quite concerning given the belief that the virus causing COVID-19 
SARS-CoV-2 is a bioweapon, and it is possible that the viral spike protein may have been designed to cause prion disease. Jesus Christ. So, in essence, okay, now and then we've had this discussion before that the SARS-CoV-2 is a bioweapon, and you know, like, who the fuck knows? Now, the people that remember earlier, earlier podcast uh, that they were saying how they found HIV sequences and people who are, they're calling it long COVID now, are having diseases very similar to HIV. Um, and now they're saying that these people may be susceptible to prion disease and uh, who knows? That, that might not happen, you know, it's not going to happen immediately. <sighs> Another related concern is that the Pfizer vaccine uses a unique RNA nucleoside, 1-methyl-3-pseudouridyl. According to FDA briefing documents, the nucleoside was chosen to reduce activation of the innate immune system. Wait, 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 wait. So, the Pfizer vaccine uses a unique RNA nucleoside. And according to the FDA briefing documents... This nucleoside was chosen to reduce activation of the innate immune system. Why? Why? RNA molecules containing this nucleoside will undoubtedly have altered binding. Unfortunately, the effect on TDP43, FUS, and other RNA binding proteins is not published. (laughs) The use of this nucleoside in a vaccine can potentially enhance the binding affinity of RNA sequences capable of causing TDP43 and FUS to assume toxic configurations. There are many other potential adverse effects that can be induced by the novel RNA-based vaccines against COVID-19. The vaccine places a novel molecule spike protein in and on the surface of host cells. This spike protein is a potential receptor for another possibly novel infectious agent, If those who argue that the COVID-19 is actually a bioweapon are correct, then a second potentially more dangerous virus may be released that binds spike protein found on the host cells of the vaccine recipients. Yeah, they're priming these fucking people. That's it, people. This is it. The simulation has gone live. It's game on. It's game on. Data is not publicly available to provide information on how long the... vaccine RNA is translated in the vaccine recipient and how long after translation the spike protein will be present in the recipient cells. Such studies pertaining to in vivo expression will be complex and challenging. Genetic diversity protects species from mass casualties caused by infectious agents. Yeah, in in nature. We're talking about a bioweapon here, you know. One individual may be killed by a virus, while another may have no ill effects from the same virus. By placing the identical receptor, the spike protein, on the cells of everyone in a population via the vaccine, the genetic diversity for at least one potential receptor disappears. Everyone in the population now becomes potentially susceptible to binding with the same infectious agent these people are primed. Autoimmunity and the opposing condition, metabolic syndrome, are well-known adverse events caused by vaccines. I'm so fucking angry. I mean, I'm angry that I took 
a flu vaccine 15 years ago. I'm angry that I fucking took a tetanus vaccine five years ago. I think I took a booster five years ago, like a dumbass. Um, You know, before I really researched, I mean, I was a healthcare worker for such a long time. I believed, I believed in the quote science and I'm fucking angry. I'm angry that I believed and I trusted that I didn't know better. And in this day and age, people have the truth at their fingertips. The truth is out there. So if you're a young 20-something and you want to go to school to be a healthcare professional, I applaud you. But don't fucking raise your sleeve. Refuse. Refuse. And the unfortunate thing is, children are being born to this world and they're giving all sorts of shit from the moment they're born. If you have a parent that hasn't vaccinated you, congratulate that parent. Thank that parent. Give your parent a hug for not putting you through hell. For giving you a little bit of a chance, okay? And again, anybody who's listening to my podcast, I I don't talk out of my ass. I speak from experience. I speak from knowledge, okay? A lot of people out there, they think because they fucking listen to MSNBC or CNN or whoever the fuck, that they're somehow educated. If you get your knowledge and your information from mainstream, you are not fucking educated. You're indoctrinated. You need to wake up and understand that your life is at risk. And the lives of many, many others are at risk. And I see people all the time virtue signaling on fucking social media about the vaccine and vaccine facts. They're trying to kill us. End of fucking story. You could believe it or not believe it. But you know what? The assholes who go out there and try to browbeat the people who really are fighting for their own health, you could go fuck yourselves. I really do hope you get what's coming to you, okay? So when you're shitting your pants and not able to feed yourself, you can fucking thank that vaccine. You can thank Bill Gates. You can thank all of the hoopla and the hype and Fauci and all these motherfuckers who basically sold you a lie. Because those assholes did not raise their sleeves to get the shot because they know better. They're laughing at your stupid fucking ass. Okay? And I'm not talking to my regular listeners. My regular listeners, I love you. I appreciate you. You know, people need to wake up. People really need to wake up. People who think that they know better, blah, blah, blah. They're haughty. They're arrogant. Guess what? You're going to be brought to your knees. We're all going to be brought to our knees eventually. But you guys, you're going to be brought to your knees. You're going to be humbled. If you haven't been humbled in this world already, I'm going to tell you something. It's waiting for you. I've been humbled many times. I've been humbled many times. I'm not fucking scared of any of this shit. I know the choices that I have to make. And even if I'm the last one standing on the cootie shot line, guess fucking what? You're going to have to give it to my dead fucking body. I'll tell you that much. Because I'll be damned if I leave this world shitting my pants. It's not going to fucking happen. Let me just finish. I don't have much left. I'm so fucking angry right now. You don't even know. You don't even know. Okay? So, like they said, this vaccine is placing an identical receptor. Okay, well, let's just go back really quick. Let me just go back. Nah, I don't want to go back. Fuck it. Um, everybody in the population now becomes potentially susceptible to binding with the same infectious agent. The, the vaccine is leveling the playing field right now. That's what it's doing. It's making everybody susceptible. Gen- genetic diversity out the window now. Autoimmunity and the opposing condition metabolic syndrome are well-known adverse events caused by vaccines. And these are they're all citations on this PDF. I'll, I'll leave a link. Actually, I have a link. I posted it on my Twitter account. So if you want to check it out, you can read this for yourself. I'm just reading this to you together for the first time. And I'm just I'm just venting because I, you know, as I'm reading this, I'm having so many emotions course through my body 
and and like I guess I need to share it with you. I don't know. Uh, it's this is my journal, people. Anyway, COVID nineteen infections are associated with the induction of auto antibodies and autoimmune disease, making it more. And this is a research publication, people. I'm not pulling this out of my ass. This is some fucking weirdo on YouTube or whoever the fuck on a, a random blog. This is a research fucking publication with citations that I'm reading to you right now. Okay, okay. Making it more plausible, a vaccine could do the same. Let's go back. COVID-19 infections are associated with the induction of autoantibodies and autoimmune disease. Well, that sucks. Making it more than plausible, a vaccine could do the same. One author has found amino acid sequences coded by the spike protein to be identical to sequences in human proteins, including proteins found in the central nervous system. Autoimmunity can be induced by epitope spreading when a foreign antigen like the spike protein is presented by an antigen presenting cell that also self molecules attached to the MHC molecules. I don't know what the fuck. Uh, some There are a couple, of t- a couple of typos in here. Finally, others working in the field, have published additional support that COVID-19 vaccines could potentially induce prion disease. So it's not just this person publishing this. It's others working in the field have published additional support that COVID-19 vaccines could potentially induce prion disease. It's over, people. Authors found prion-related sequences in the COVID-19 spike protein which were not found in related coronaviruses. That's just crazy. Others have reported a case of prion disease, Crutchfield-Jakob disease, initially occurring in a man with COVID-19. You know what? This is just nuts. Many have raised the warning that the current epidemic of COVID-19 is actually the result of a bioweapons attack released in part by individuals in the United States government. Let's, let's see what the citation is going on here. There, yeah, it's citation 10 and 11. This citation 10 is named COVID-19, MMR vaccine, and bioweapons, diabetes, and its complications. 11, citation 11, is entitled Evidence Supporting the Hypothesis that the 2019 Epidemic of E-Vaping Acute Lung Injury was caused in part by COVID-19. Interesting. A lot of people have said that. A lot of people have said that. Um, I've heard that theory before, and it, it makes sense. All right, so uh, many have raised the warning that the current epidemic of COVID-19 is actually a result of a bioweapons attack released in part by individuals in the United States government. Such a theory is not far-fetched given that the 2001 anthrax attack in the U.S. originated at Fort Detrick a U.S. Army bioweapon facility because the FBI's anthrax investigation was closed against the lead FBI agent in the case. There are likely conspirators still working in the U.S. government. In such a scenario, the primary focus of stopping a bioweapons attack must be to apprehend the conspirators or the attacks will never cease. Approving a vaccine utilizing novel RNA technology without extensive testing is extremely dangerous. And I'm going to finish with the last sentence that the author states in this article. The vaccine could be a bioweapon and even more dangerous than the original infection. Crazy. 
Crazy, Crazy, Microbiology, Infectious Diseases, Volume 5, Issue 1. That's where this is coming from. Unfucking real Unreal. I, I'm just without words. I'm very angry right now. I have a family member who I presume came down uh, with COVID, who's COVID positive, and um, I'm deeply concerned. I'm not worried about me because I know I'm going to leave this earth fucking burning. Uh, but I'm concerned about my family member. I'm concerned about my family member. And, you know, this is just so fucked up to think that, uh, you know, the potential of the people who got infected uh, may be faced with prion disease. I just read to you earlier what prion disease is. is a death sentence. And uh, I'm actually crying right now. I'm so upset. I'm so fucking upset. I really, 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 really wish that hell and fire and brimstone rains on you sick motherfuckers who release this. And you sick fucks who are promoting this vaccine. That's all I gotta fucking say. Good night, people. My friends, my listeners, you know who you are. Thank you so much for following.